Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. What? My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He's boy, he's big, he's a big boy. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how are you, sir? Oh, I like that one, mate. I like that one. Yeah, not too bad, man. Not... (laughs) Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Uh, another month, some more Sessions episodes. You know how it is here at Sessions yeah, HQ. Uh, Matty boy, you good, mate? You good? You, you ready to get stuck in this week? Are you ready for the Galactic Breeze? I am ready to shoot that Galactic Breeze. It's been a business-filled weekend, and by that, I mean I've been working. So um, this is going to be a lovely way to blow off some of that steam, talk some Star mm. Wars. Uh, mm. But before, before I even think about delving into the annals of sessions hq i must know how you doing mate oh mate grand grand um <laughs> apparently word word on the street mm-hmm. is that some show is moving release date for show. some reason show show hmm. stranger things season four oh, yeah. stranger things be moving yeah man it's a quiet week in sessions hq in terms of what's going on other than we're still out here shooting that breeze and loving star wars but yeah there's been a big old bit of news so lukey boy why don't you punch it right well so obi-wan kenobi uh, was meant to come out on the anniversary of the original star wars release uh which was of course on the 25th of may um 1977 kenobi was going to come out 25th of may next month 2022 um now that's been pushed back by two days for us matty boy and we've been talking about this people have been talking about it on our discord server and on the interwebs and they've been speculating as to why there's a few funny things that go along with this right wednesdays are usually uh, or have been now for like the past year or so i i i think um wednesdays have been disney plus day you know yep. disney plus new content wednesday you know it's going to be happening then um but for this they're doing it friday we're not entirely sure i could be wrong matty boy but I, I don't think they've stated that the show is going to be every friday have they uh i think i read somewhere it might have been via um our buddy bespin's site it may i believe the plan is to still keep it on wednesday but that is unconfirmed that's not me saying for sure i've read that Uh, i think the plan was to move it to friday uh because of course we know celebration is dropping is beginning on the thursday the 26th of May. so it's obviously going to tie into that now i think they want to start that weekend off with the biggest bang possible but as far as i'm aware well, uh, the next week we've only got to wait what five days, four five days until we get the next episode, yeah. the third episode. So, if anything, those two and days we get two, we we get get two, two episodes. episodes dropping on the Friday, which is which- going to be huge. Sometimes uh, that can work in a show's favour, and I think it will do here because we're going to get 
two episodes on day one four or five days later we're going to get the third one so it's been moved two days but actually in the space of less under a week we're going to have the first three episodes bro we're going to have almost half the show in our midst and other shows have released like i think moon, moon Knight dropped last week i think we both watched it and seemingly enjoyed it. I which thought it was i liked it yeah was i fabulous, really like that um, but a lot of people i saw saying oh i wish i had part two on the same day just so i could get into the character more or understand uh, or develop that character f- for those those particular people who maybe didn't know the story of Moonlight, i.e., like me. But I was quite happy of one. But mate, two, yeah, two, being moved two days, but we're getting two episodes. Me, I'm not particularly bothered by that. I'm not really fussed. Had it had they moved it two days, and we still only got one episode. Who cares? We're still getting it in the same week. Did you did you see the news though and think, oh come on, guys, or are you, are you digging? Uh- I think you texted me about it first. <laughs> Matty <laughs> Boy's like always on that Star Wars cloud. Oh Twitter. man! Um, no, I, I, I think I think it's a funny move, but mm-hmm. immediately, immediately, I thought, yeah, this is for celebration. Yeah, this I is have for a celebration about that. But yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Well, I think this is for celebration, and I think they're moving it for like panel reasons. Like, I think on Thursday, I think. There is going to be a Kenobi panel, and I think everyone at the convention is going to see the first two episodes, or, or at least maybe the first episode. Um, that's a good show. Who knows? And I, I think that's going to be a magical experience for the people there, like being all in a room together watching it for the first time. That is going to be magical. That's going to be special. Um, and when we think about it, Matty Boy, that is Los Angeles time. Mm-hmm. Right, celebration is being held in LA uh, this in Anaheim um, this year, and they are like eight hours behind like the UK, nine That's behind right. Europe. So we're not waiting that long, you know. Like in LA, it would come out of midnight anyway, their time, eight AM our time. That's when Disney Plus content drops. So yep. I don't know. I'm 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 excited. I think it's for celebration. I think I hadn't actually that. thought and about that um, one episode because I'm think I'm assuming are they going to show both at celebration, which would then make that panel about three hours long. Maybe they are just going to show the first one because my biggest fear was they're going to you know they've people have been waiting so long for this show and people the guys in celebration are going to watch it have a party. I'm very jealous. I wish I could watch it with all of the fans. But yeah. of course, they're going to get on their smartphones or cellular devices and tell the world what happens in those first few and any of the secrets that have been held back. And there are some from those mm. trailers. Mm. Everyone's going to know mm. about it. And I know we here in Europe will probably will probably avoid it by virtue of being asleep. So we're lucky. But I think mm. I do think it is going to get the backs up of a lot of people where, you know, could, could just for the sake of a few hours, could they not let everybody experience it at the same time? It, um, it's, you know, I, I see. I'm on, I see both sides. I see one side of the coin. They want to open celebration with a bang. On the other side, if if, if spoilers go, we're in a spoiler centric world now. People don't want to know anything. They're going to find out whether they want to or not. I mean, there are already videos on of this series online. So just beware, guys. I haven't seen them, but beware. I don't. I so I I would be if I saw something about the show which I didn't want to see because it premiered early, a, not even a day, like hours. I'd be a little bit annoyed, my man, but that's not to take anything away from anyone going to celebration to see it. I'm anything. If anything, I am horribly green with envy that you guys get to see it, but I don't know. I'm I'm more in favor of, yeah, man, show it. Let's kick celebration off with a bang. It's been two years since celebration. What's the biggest thing they got going at the minute? Kenobi, show it. 
it's obviously then for the people who maybe don't want to get spoiled who may or may not we probably be okay because we'll be asleep but i always think about those guys as well i'm always looking out for for the other guys yeah absolutely man absolutely so that's that's the hot gossip going on in star wars at the moment kenobi's and and by the way that is going head to head with stranger things season four even more so now i mean they were going head to head because netflix decided to release stranger things season four at the same week as kenobi um and disney plus is almost like retaliated with saying all right then well we'll release it on the same day then you are a bold one i mean it is a bit bold, isn't it? I mean, they, I mean, we're talking about probably one, two of the biggest shows of this year going head yeah. to head. Yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot, man. So yeah, yeah. let's the see. Best, I'll be best thing about streaming see. is you can watch it. I always say you can watch one in the morning, one in the evening. If you if if you're so well inclined, it does. It, it is odd, obviously, to drop it on the same day because we would also have Miss Marvel running at the same time as Obi Wan. However. Mm. You know, these uh, these streaming services are big enough for the both of them, or the three of them in this case. So, I don't, I don't think that would be an issue. I think um, they'd all be very popular. But well, are you thinking they might do Miss Marvel on Disney Plus on the Wednesday, and then oh, they'll they'll keep that on the Wednesday for definite. on the Friday? Because um, that might make sense. It would make sense, and uh, it would you know be probably more convenient for for consumers for some people. But I don't think they will do. I think they are going to stick to their Wednesday for both of them now. I'll be, I'll be happy to be proved wrong, though. And again, I've got no confirmation at all about that. I just think that mm. they've moved this one. I think they did the same with the Bad Batch or something. They had the first episode or two drop on a Friday. And then the next week, it was back on the Wednesday, I think. Yeah, I think I recall that so as well. They've got precedent for it. Okay. Other way, mate, two episodes of Kenobi in one day. Come on. All right. All right. Well, listen, mate. Listen, it's been a busy... What a start to the show, guys. What a start to the show. What a load of drama-filled bunts that is. Yeah. Uh, Matty boy, can you... Can you... Can you hear that, mate? What's that? I can. I mean... In the I traffic thought- outside my flats, mate. It's, it's something else. It's not the else. birds outside mine either. They're not there now. But <laughs> it's funny. We, we've just exhausted, I thought, all the biggest news in the galaxy. But I'm telling you so, my man. I can still hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi. What does it all mean, my friend? It must mean, my boy, it must mean it's a galactic news round. Misty Roses has been wearing a Mandalorian Season 3 t-shirt while en route to the power of the Force Con in Cologne, Germany. The post has since been deleted, almost confirming Misty is in the show. According to Nielsen Ratings, 14.5 billion minutes of The Mandalorian were watched by Disney Plus subscribers in 2021, mostly during Season 2's eight-week run. And during an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, Donald Glover didn't confirm or deny his involvement in the upcoming Lando show, saying he has a lot of things he is working on. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian. And you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it.
Why a animation versus a live action Star Wars? The um, Clone Wars are basically a footnote in the saga of Anakin Skywalker. Uh, and that's what the features are about. It's really about Anakin and about his son. And it's very narrow focused. And it's about his descent into the dark side. And so I said, why don't we make a feature film about Ahsoka, who's the new character, and introduce her. And so that's how it ended up doing an animated film. It was really out of the fact that we uh, wanted, I wanted to do something a little bit more lighthearted, that I could deal with other characters and also deal with the personal relationship, the growth between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, but it turned into a, an animated feature film. Animation, although it's a different medium, it is cinematic, it is just like film. You took uniform, faceless, nameless, numbered clones and you gave them a real sense of individualism and personality. Can you talk about why that theme is so important in the Clone Wars? Because it is such a staple of the show. Even though they're clones, clones are people. Everybody starts out the same, but in time, as they grow up, they change. One of the keys in doing a movie is you've got to recognize the characters. That was a big challenge, and luckily we had an actor in D. Baker who could do it. And we came with the idea that we could have one guy play them all and he actually could you forget when you're watching it that it's all the one guy in fact sometimes he's playing good guys and the villain too which is then really mind-blowing <laughs> but yeah that was a visual challenge it was an acting challenge and military personnel have a huge affinity for the clones it really struck a chord with military families because that idea of being part of a whole but also an individual strikes a very important chord for them well, I've always been interested in animation and everything, and so it seemed like a natural to explore the Clone Wars because we just barely touched on them in the movie. And I thought there were a lot of stories there that would be very interesting and could sustain itself for a TV series. Well, it's taken over 155 episodes to get to this point of Star Wars Sessions. For this week, we are diving into Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series we've we've touched upon it in round tables we've spoken about it here and there on the main shows but we've never actually done an episode on the clone wars it started with a film the clone wars movie aired august 15th 2008 the first episode aired on october the 3rd of that year called ambush seven seasons and 133 episodes later we got victory and death on may the 4th 2020 uh, and brought an end you know some of the most beloved storytelling in star wars some of the most memorable characters arcs and moments in all of star wars so we thought do you know what let's get on a falcon and let's talk some clone wars so pretty much everything we just meant you know what do we think about it what are some of our favorite moments or maybe we'll even end with our favorite arc each i don't even know what luke's favorite arc or moment or characters are in this whole series but um, well, I mentioned up top there, Lukey Boy, this started in 2008. When did you first see Clone Wars? And let's just ask you the big question. Do you even like the Clone Wars animated series? <laughs> I do. I yeah. do. You know, last week I said, oh, we were talking about The Last Jedi. And I said, mm -hmm. I have a love for The Last Jedi. You know, and I think I have a love for the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. It, I didn't grow up with the Clone Wars. I don't have the affinity to it that so many like lads and ladesses like a generation kind of just below me that they have mm -hmm. with the clone wars um i remember watching clone wars 
in the late 2000s, I think, on Cartoon Network. Yeah, and yeah. I think I watched a handful of episodes and it didn't draw me in. You know, if I'm being completely honest, completely transparent, it didn't draw me in like live action Star Wars did. I think that was probably partly to do with the age I was, maybe to do with a, a few things, you know. And um, it wasn't really until I remember um, being out and about with uh, my one of my good friends now, but uh, I grew up with my two, some of my two best mates, Sam and Jake, their little brother Levi. Oh yeah, I remember being out with him one time, and he's been on our, my the, my Patreon show on the Journal of Luke Blywalker last year, I think, talking about Clone Wars and his yeah. experiences with it. And it wasn't until I was out with him one day, and this kid like didn't shut up about Clone Wars, like that's <laughs> all he was talking about, and he was t- t- telling me all about like the different clones. He was telling me about Rex and like all these people. He was like, "Who do you think Anakin's favorite clone is?" I was like, "Levi, I don't know." I do not know. I, I do run about, mate. I just know Attack of the Clones. I know Revenge of the Sith, and I know the Gendi Clone Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was for for a long time. The Gendi Clone Wars, the kind of two thousand three to two thousand five series, that was my Clone Wars. And I think honestly, I didn't start taking Clone Wars serious and giving it like a whole uh, watch through until kind of the disney acquisition until mm-hmm. the force awakens was a kind of in production because then i started to watch star wars rebels which was kind of the successor yep. to clone wars so that's my relationship with it and then i watched through everything i appreciated a lot of it i got a lot of it i think it started a bit ropey and got better as it went on um that's my kind of surface level relationship with uh, mm-hmm. tcw as the uh, cool cats are calling it uh may boy let me throw that question back at you the clone wars when did you first start watching it and what is your relationship with it um well i i think about the same time as you must have done about 2012 2013 i was late to the party and i think a lot of that also came down to you know again the, the prequels have been and done now for a long time I was aware of the Clone Wars series, but I'd only ever really seen the posters or maybe maybe the DVD covers. And I thought, I don't know, that does look a bit like the art artwork that the art style isn't drawing me in. I don't know if this is going to be for me because naively and wrongly, as Snoke would say, wrongly, I assumed it was for kids because it's an uh, an animated series on Cartoon Network. I thought, okay, it's going to have very you know childlike undertones, and maybe it's not going to be for me. But then I started watching it, and yeah, like you say, I think it starts off. It you know it starts off a bit wavy, a bit up and a bit down. And I think the cliche now is that yeah. once it hits episode, sorry, series season three, it starts to hit its stride. And I, I would agree with that because I did a Clone Wars watch down, a rundown, a year or two ago before season seven came out, where I sat down and watched all the Clone Wars. It took me a while, I must admit, and got a greater appreciation of it because. Because now that we've seen all of the films, I've you know you've read the comics, I've read the books. A lot of the me- meanings or th- moments in the Clone Wars hit differently now, because we've had a lot of time to absorb these moments, or we've sat with them for longer, or maybe we just have a greater understanding of what they mean. Uh, we now know how much the clones mean to people. So going back to watch it, yeah, I get it. I get why people love right. the clones and right. there's so many characters that came out of this show, but I wanted to um, float something. My brother came around at the weekend, um, Sean, 
he came around and he asked a question. I said, we'll, we'll save this one for the show, but it's something which a lot of people have obviously spoken about and has worked for a lot of people. But the Clone Wars is set between Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. It came out after both of those films and mm. it was, it wasn't intended to elevate those films or make up for any of their shortcomings. However, a lot of people think it did. So now, you know, having watched the Clone Wars, does your viewing of the prequels change at all knowing you know, what comes after clones and what happens around the time of Sith? Definitely. Definitely. I think mm-hmm. it fills in a lot of gaps. I think I mentioned this on um, a lot of shows anyway, but thanks to Clone Wars, things like Order 66 make oh. a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Without Clone Wars, it is a little far-fetched. It doesn't <laughs> quite have it's a bit hazy. The- logic to it yeah like i'll execute order 66 and then oh by the way i did I, hang on i did Ooh. say a, i said a naughty word just then didn't i oh uh, sorry we, can that? you just say <clears> that again yeah execute <laughs> order 66 have a shot more like six, order 66 shots <laughs> right yeah, that's it. Comic-Con, 2K23. Mm. You know that's what's Ooh, going yeah. down. Oh, no, yeah. even earlier than that, hopefully. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, right, so I think with, with the chips and stuff, it makes sense because it yeah. is far-fetched. Without Clone Wars, it is it is far-fetched. Just like these guys who are bred to be in the army, what, they're just sworn allegiance to Palpatine and that that's it. They're just going to kill the Jedi. It is, it is a little bit like, it, 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 it does almost seem random. Yeah, yeah. Clone Wars explains it. Um, it to to I, I think maybe a lesser extent, but the stuff of Sifo Dias it kind of addresses that a wee bit. Um, it addresses a lot of things, but it doesn't just address, and it doesn't just like quote unquote fix. I think it just adds more context. Mm-hmm. You see more of why Anakin is slipping to the dark side through his apprentice, Ahsoka. That was always something I took umbrage with when when kids like Levi were telling me about this character called Ahsoka. And, oh, yeah, she was Anakin's Padawan. I was like, what? What? I, I, and, and I think there's still, like, a little bit inside of me that that almost does struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You, yeah? Like, no, I hear you. It's, it's because of, for me, it's how... It's because Revenge of the Sith was created before the Clone Wars. The the Hayden, sorry, not the Hayden, the Hayden, the Anakin in Revenge of the Sith doesn't always feel like the same one in Clone Wars. And I know obviously he's at the end of this conflicted, tortured path he's on, but he yeah. doesn't also look like the kind of guy who would actually have a better one. But who would slaughter younglings? Yeah, well, he, yeah. I, I buy him more that he'd slaughter younglings and he'd be able to nurture a Padawan for the last three years during a war. But right. Um, yeah, but I know, I know what you mean. It's it, it became out of blue, and this is actually what the show is about, isn't it? Though, isn't it? I mean, the first episode or the first moments, we find out, you know, Anakin's got a clone. She's called a, a clone, a Padawan called Ahsoka. Mm. Initial reaction wasn't great to Ahsoka. A lot of people were not pleased or did not like that character of Ahsoka for varying reasons. But the show, you know, kind of existed to tell her story uh, more than. More than anything, it fills the entirety of the galaxy in and the shape of the Republic, the Separatist, Palp's plan and everything. But through it all, obviously, you've got Obi and Annie, but you've got Ahsoka's storyline. So this is also, you know, her saga, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And like what George said in the intro 
um, clip that we played. Mm-hmm. You know, the Clone Wars really is like a footnote, you know, for Anakin. When you yeah. consider that Star Wars really is Anakin's story or the Skywalker yeah. story, the Clone Wars is a footnote. It's more of a political game. It's more describing the state of the galaxy. It's describing, okay, why are we in this predicament? Who's winning? Who's losing? Who's who's getting taken advantage of and who is taking the advantage? Um, it's, it, and from that perspective, it is incredible. But I do think, again, the series like leans into those themes as it goes on. It yeah. doesn't necessarily start with that. Um, and that's where I get my enjoyment in it, mate. I get the enjoyment from when when the war, the Clone Wars are enriched, when when the depth of the Clone Wars is expanded upon, and I I, I adore it. And now I really like Ahsoka. Now yeah. I'm grateful we've got Ahsoka. But even today, when you when you watch Attack of the Clones and you do see Young Annie, little Annie, like. Annie? Like slaughtering Tuscans, you know, <laughs> and not just the men, but the women and the children too. Well, of course, naturally. And then you watch Clone Wars, and he's calling this young kid Snips and Sky Guy, Sky Guy, and then. But that's where I think you just have to accept this. This this show wasn't necessarily aimed at uh, adults. You know, this show was for kids. You know, it, although it's canon, it was for kids and it had to be palatable for kids. And thank goodness it was made, by the way. Thank goodness, because there is a whole generation of Star Wars fans and Star Wars lovers that are here today because of yep. the Clone Wars. Yep. No, you're bang on, my friend. And um, yeah, this is this I mentioned up top as well that, you know, my f- initial thoughts was, yeah, this is a kid show. Is it really going to be for me? Got this, this, this six, five seasons. Nah, I ain't got time for that, man. I'm glad I did. But <laughs> some of the moments in this, you've only got a YouTube, you know, Clone Wars kids show. They, you know, they go hard in some of these episodes and, and not uh, not just every now and then this show, certainly in seasons one through six or, the, you know, one through five, you know, season six, the lost missions, you know, there are some moments in it where you're like, even I'm sitting there thinking, damn, you know, they, they did that. That's really, that's really heart, heartless or really cold or really menacing or really quite brutal. And I thought, man, this isn't a kid show in the, in the purest sense of the word. So it did cater for a lot of people who you sometimes want their styles to be a bit more mature. There is mm-hmm. that in there. Also, we're just in mm-hmm. the storytelling and the themes as well. It's not just, you know, mission of the week all the time, you know, it, we all know it's now um, sequestered up into arcs and that kept it for the most part feeling fairly, uh, fairly uh, linear. There was, a, there was a structure to it because uh, I had these arcs, but man, some parts of this go, go hard. And I, I was thinking about this over the weekend and today about, you know, who the major or the, the things that have come out of this show. We've mentioned Ahsoka. She is clearly the, the breakout part of this, series as we know she's gone into the mandalorian we know that she's inspired countless people across the world ashley Eckstein has you know in love with this character and her 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 universe brand is off the charts because of her love for ahsoka but let me list some names out obviously the clones themselves the clones i can't list all of them because i angled all day the clones they got their development finally but cad bane hondo bo-katan uh maul savage press asajj venturus uh, Shaq T, finally, Rush Clovis, Saw Guerrera, Zero yep. the Huts, Poncrell, Champs in Dulla, Mother Towson, Gar Saxon, Satine, Kreese, the father, son, daughter, 
that's just some of the characters that I was thinking off the top of my head. I was like, they all came from Clone Wars and they are all, 90% of them at least, huge integral parts of the story going on. We've got, we mentioned um, OWK up top, Alk, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So many people are saying, I hope we get a mention. So many people, I'm hoping we get a mention of Satine, Satine Kreese, obviously Obi's lost love. People are just going to lose their mind if they even but name drop the character, whether they do or not, don't know. Cad Bane in the Book of Boba Fett, we all lost our minds. Hondo has endured through through everything. Bo-Katan in, in The Mandalorian. Maul has endured and was in Solo and has been in most other things. The Night Sisters got their arc here. Uh, they, then Fallen Order obviously ran with that an awful lot. Asajj Ventress, people love Asajj Ventress. Saw Guerrero went on to uh, go in Rogue One and from there. I mean, man, I could yeah. go on forever about the impact. That's, that's just some of these characters. I'm sure people are shouting at me now saying, what about this one? What about that one? But so many huge, beloved characters came out of this series. And it's almost, for me, I almost find it hard now to imagine this franchise or this universe or this set of stories or canon, if you will, without those characters in it now. They are just as integral. They may not be as important, let's say, as a Luke Skywalker, you know, he's the son of the chosen one, whatever. But, you know, some of them are arguably more interesting than Luke Skywalker at this rate. But, mm. you know, what these characters have given and what they bought and the flair and the flavour, bro, it's unbelievable. And I'm so glad that they are not being forgotten and they're running with them still in um, in the stories. I mean, that's just some of the characters. What, you know, when you think of the Clone Wars, are there any characters that jump out to you, even if, the, even if it's any of the ones I've just mentioned? Yeah, I think... A lot of the Jedi Council stands out for me because, mm. again, this this series at face value, you do see that there's good ver- guys versus the bad guys. But as the series goes on, and particularly you, with with use of Ahsoka's character, you see why the Jedi are so flawed. It's a great show, you know. You see the failure of the Jedi again because they don't handle things with love. They are so politically involved. They are a political figure of like in themselves, aren't they? You know, and that's not what they're meant to be. They're meant to be peacekeepers and they're not that. And they're soldiers. They're soldiers. They're generals, mate. General (laughs) Kenobi. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so far gone from what the Jedi should be. And uh, again, the Clone Wars does that. And I think that's, where again the, the Clone Wars are, are, are um, really get strong as the seasons go ahead, you you see more of that. And yeah, for me, Jedi, uh, Jedi, Ahsoka, Jedi. Um, I I like. I see it spoils a little bit about my favorite arc, um, but yeah, generally like Cad Bane, we mm-hmm. see more of Aura oh. Singh, we see Bosk, we see a baby Boba. <laughs> that that they, these are things that are just jumping out at me right now. But there's some annoying stuff too. But we'll get to that. There yeah, are some me, annoying for things me, for me personally. Yeah, because I know this series is sacred to a lot of people. Yes. It's sacred, and and I, I do find it. It is funny how things age. You know what with what kids grew up with. They adore this series. And it's a bit like us with the prequels, I suppose. Yeah, we can see flaws in them. We can see flaws in them, but we love them. We have such a deep love for them because we did grow up with them. So 
there's that too but yeah there's definitely some flaws with this I'm mate looking forward to hearing about those characters because like your one some of yours may be the same as mine but it's people like you the jedi council is a great shout we actually got to see people like key Athy mundy and plo Koon right, actually do something right. other than be annoying and die um, uh grievous general grievous gets fleshed out a lot grievous. um but also Dooku. Duke, Duke, gets uh, Duke gets much more to do. We get to see Palpatine's machinations now. We get to see there's some great moments of Palpatine scheming with us, Massa Mador, just with himself. But um, someone else who does get some um, some development finally, and that's you get some decent arcs. If you actually watch the episodes with you know without with take your blinkers off, is is our boy Jar Jar? Yes, at some points he is the Jar Jar we know and love. But he he gets his heroic moments in it. He gets some poignant moments. He gets uh he gets to go on a date with his his, his bird Julia, his girlfriend. Um, yeah. So and a little dance. There's you know there's an awful lot of stuff that Jar Jar gets to do in this, other than just being you know the dopey guy who says uh, Dello Felagus. He gets an awful. Even though in one of the episodes it's that the unknown bloke who voices him, <laughs> who sounds like me trying to do an impression of Jar Jar. Uh, but Jar, yeah, he gets a lot. He gets more to do as well so that it's not just new characters people who are in the films i mentioned shakti you know she she of the thousand deaths you know she's fairly integral in certain arcs of this um season so it's not and mace window of course so it's not just the new guys but the way they blend the new characters with the existing characters of what is still a very new era for star wars if the prequel mm. started in 99 yeah but i get that and the clone wars came out nine years later but you know, the prequels ended only a few years, three years before. So it's still very much a new timeline. People are still absorbing the events. And I remember we all thought that was it. It is. We've got six films. That's all we're getting. The Clone Wars will fill in some of it. And this is our yep. Star Wars going ahead. But, you know, I think that they managed to blend the new and the old very well. And I, the majority of those characters I, I really love. And the clones, man, Rex, I can't list them all. There's so many, but I absolutely love how many of the clones people now know and love and remember. And I mean, I'm thinking if you told me there's a, a clone called heavy who I'd get, who I'd be sitting there getting, Oh no, please don't die heavy. When he does, I'm part punching the air and part thinking, Oh no, that, cause it's really tragic and really sad. Mm-hmm. 99 mm-hmm. is a defective clone. Um, fives top, you know, all these great clones. And of course, the bad Rex, batch, the bad batch, the, the bad batch. Yeah. You've got Rex, Wolf, Greg, so many. My favorite one is not because I like him the most is, you know, they've got, when, when the clones were giving themselves names, they were like, okay, guys, just one, just one name, maybe one or two syllables, five, Echo, Rex, Wolf, uh, Cutler Quain. What? Why have you, why have you suddenly got this like a faux French name, Cutler Quain? But, uh, he's the deserting clone who turn up in the that's bad it. batch. But yeah, I just love it. that they I gave these, him. you know, they, they took, they all did all the almost impossible, mate. Yeah. Like George and Dave said, you've got D Bradley Baker. He's voicing all of the clones. They're all, they all look the same. They've all got the same genetics, but he gave them all a personality. Yeah. And of course, the brilliant art team behind it as well, the people who created the look of them, they became individuals. You know, they might be clones, but they're humans like Yoda, Yoda was alluding to. And man, the clones themselves alongside Ahsoka are clearly the breakout of this series. Absolutely. And like, again, like what George said Georgie boy. in that interview, I think that was for um, either a Stars Convention or Celebration, something like that. But there's a clip of it. The full interview is on YouTube. Just search George Lucas on Clone Wars, and you'll find nice. it. Um, but he, he said, even though they're cl- you know, even though they're clones, clones are human. Yeah, you know, and I love that because they do. They change as they grow. And again, 
that I think really relates to kids because when kids are all yes. like a certain level, they're real similar for the most part, right? They all kind of <laughs> yeah. into certain things and then they're <laughs> like that. But kids also have really good temperament usually, you know, they u- usually know what's good and bad and um, usually usually uh there are, obviously there are exceptions to that and they need to be taught that but it's funny how kids can look at almost like a complex situation and an adult can be like oh i'm split on this and like and a kid will come and be like there we go oh that that's the one you know and again yoda talks about that doesn't he in attack of the clones and it's usually you know there is some wisdom in a child's mind it's not cluttered with all the rubbish we don't need mm-hmm. um and again the clones are a bit like that you know they 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 start off at a certain level almost like again we see that in like episodes like rookies and things like that mm-hmm. you see their naivety and you see them grow into these personalities but though that journey is interesting in itself and you see the clones as as the clone wars goes on as they get their new armor it becomes more personalized, doesn't it, over time? Yeah. And they, there is almost that. Well, they all look the same, so they have to express their, their, their themselves in other ways, in in physical ways. And I love that. I adore it. I th- I, th- I think it's fantastic. Really, really cool. Um, but Clone Wars, obviously, like you were saying, like Clone Wars began in what, like two thousand eight, two thousand eight, um, yeah. And it only ended in twenty twenty. <laughs> Yep. Am I thinking that right? Yeah, You're 2020. Correct, but that is with uh, years of an absence because when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they scrapped Clone Wars and brought out a new animated series, Star Wars Rebels. And Clone Wars was unfinished. I always thought that was a weird move. I still do. I still do think that's a weird mm-hmm. move. And I think it, a lot of it, mate, is to do with in the early days – in the early days, and I don't know who this sits with, but in the early days of that like Disney Lucasfilm era, it was a little bit anti prequel. <laughs> yep. Do you think? Yep. I think yeah, we cover that, didn't we, many times, and lots of our listeners are aware of that as well. And I do think they wanted to that they just spent four billion dollars on this juggernaut property. They know the prequels weren't were received. I'm pretty sure they knew that there was fans out there who were of a certain age who really liked these films, but they knew critically and the overall consensus was these films weren't great. What do people like? They like the original films with the characters Mm. that they've grown up Mm. and probably a lot of the people who were involved in the purchase grew up and loved as well. So I can't, it's funny. I can't really blame them for wanting to focus on the OT to begin with, to say, look, the first thing they announced was, yeah, we're giving you seven, eight and nine and the the old guard are coming back. This is what you've always wanted. And then, oh, by the way, Clone Wars cancelled. So yeah, there was that kind of move (laughs) away from the prequel era, which in hindsight, part of me gets it, but I wish it wasn't quite so, they would never admit it, but it seemed quite, it seemed very blatant. Do you remember the first Battlefront came out? It was just OT. It's just only original trilogy content and even little things like that when the flagship game was just like, you know, we'll give you the things that you really liked from 40, 30 years ago, not the stuff that's just come out, which is rich with storytelling potential, mate. And yeah, there was for years we had um, hashtag save the Clone Wars was, you know, you've you've got your um, release to Snyder Cut and all that. You can keep that hashtag. Hashtag save the Clone Wars was going on for the longest time. And uh, Disney (laughs) eventually, they they, they knew, eventually realised that, how can we curry favour with fans who maybe have fallen out of favour with us because of some of the choices they made or 
the online consensus wasn't great for Disney at certain points. You know, me and you, we just get on with it. But there was a lot of, um, you know, the sequels caused some division. So July the 19th, 2018, San Diego Comic-Con, mate. Hashtag Clone Wars saves dropped. And they announced that they're bringing back the Clone Wars for one final season, including some of the um, unfinished arcs that were on StarWars.com. Uh, and that was, you know, that was huge. To, and like, like you said, for so many people, this was their entry point into Star Wars. This was, yep. you know, what yep. they, this, the, the, the set of characters that we mentioned earlier on, this was their Luke Skywalker. This was their Obi-Wan Kenobi, literally. This was their, you know, Han Solo or whatever. And it was, it was a huge moment. The trailer was great. It was what they got all of the voice cast back again and some surprises in there as well later on down the line. And mm-hmm. I, I remember when it came out, because we said when season seven came out, yeah, we're excited for it. You know, we'll watch it. Yeah, I remember. I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, of course, yeah. we watched it and very much enjoyed it, especially as we got further into it. But, it, yeah, I I agree with you, mate. The idea that they would just shut down production, despite the fact that they had two whole seasons written and some like anima- animatics produced, all did always strike me as weird, bro. Yes, I thought so. It's just weird. It's a weird decision, and it, maybe it's because the generation that adored that and loved that didn't quite have their voice on the internet yet. I don't know. That's a good I, point. I don't know. Uh, it, it does. It does seem. But there was. There was. I think a a conscious detachment from that era mm-hmm. and they wanted to go no this is this era and we align ourselves more with the originals than that whereas now i think they've learned from that because there are so many of us that grow up with the prequels and love and adore them and that's why we're getting a kenobi show oh. that you know so they know they know they and know mate. anyway what we got what we got in the end with with clone Wars season seven i think was was grand listen let's let's move on to arcs because like what we said Earlier, Clone Wars is built around an arc system. Yes. Clone Wars doesn't have a chronological order, um, <laughs> a chronological release order. Has a chronological order that you, you can go and watch manually, which is a tough job to do. Um, yes. You really do have to have like your Excel spreadsheet and tick it off manually because it can get messy real quick but they're out there and there are different versions there's an official star wars version and there's even different versions on places like reddit that, that a lot of people do prefer too um which you uh, sent through to us matty boy yes, sir. um so arcs confusing as hell sometimes but they've <laughs> given us they've given us the best of star wars clone wars and sometimes star wars itself and some of the worst matty boy can you throw me can you throw me one of your worst arcs do you have one or are you just a, a, a clean words lover yeah i yeah i mind i think everybody out there probably knows what i'm going to say and i think a lot of people uh, what i will do is i will give props to our boy ken knapsock and joseph scrimson recently they did a um a clone wars episode where they dove into a certain arc all about d squad the droids and Meeber gascon and um you know they even they said look they didn't like it particularly they weren't excited for it first because they wanted to get to mm. the more stuff but mm. on rewatch they understood the themes and messages and how it actually relates to THX one one three eight and George's original film. Uh, but I is that I can't. a sunny day in the void? A sunny is day that in the void. About? That's the one. Yeah. yeah. So that and is the I, trippiest bit of Star it is Wars. So right? I, I, I dig the ambition. I'll always always fly the flag for anyone with ambition, and that is an ambitious uh, animated show for you know on a cartoon network. But 
uh, uh, you know, Ken, Joseph, big fans of you, love the four center. I still can't get into the D squad, my friend. I still can't get into that. It's, it, I don't know what it is. It's just something about it that just doesn't drive them in. It's nothing to do with even wanting to get to the next arc because I know what comes and I know the stories, you know, of those arcs. I guess when you're watching it week on week, maybe it would be a bit like, oh, come on, I want to move on. But even now, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. my favourite. Um, you know, the Zero the Hut arc is f- the best part about that is we get Cad Bane. The worst part is we get Zero the Hut and his Truman Capote gangster voice, which is not great. Zero. Yeah, Zero. Um, I, that, yeah, those, <laughs> I, the one with Obi-Wan where he turns into, uh, I can't remember his name, Runa Hack, I can't remember his name now, but the one where he goes undercover as some, he pretends to die and goes undercover mm-hmm. as someone else. I, mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is weird, but I didn't dislike it. Um, I'm not going to say the Martyr Sisters arc because I've re- I've learned to realise how that actually ties into the Siege of Mandalore. Let's say it. So, but uh, yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of that. It wasn't even because Let's of the Martyr Sisters, but it was just no. it was just no. a really l- lame arc. But now I realise that that now p- ties into Ahsoka realising that the normal people don't care for the Jedi. They just went, they just took an arc to tell us that. But there's some some of mine. Uh, again, there's probably a ton more like this. The C3PO R2D2 one. I have got nothing against droids, but they do bore me sometimes. But <laughs> what about yeah, you, mate? What, so, what are some, some of yours? Sometimes it is that it is just like a bit boring. Like you mentioned the uh, a sunny in the, a sunny day in the void uh, episode, yeah. and yeah, I I get that too because that's is just a bit random. And I was I was I, I remember watching that and thinking like I I understand. I think I even do recall thinking that it was similar to the thx uh 1138 it film. is very and it's much a very so, yeah. lucasian film george lucas film but uh oh, episode sorry but i don't know it's um i think there's a there's a time and a place there's a time and a place and with this one i i, I think i was sitting there thinking who the heck watches this man like, <laughs> yeah, who, what, is going what on? kids what kids are thinking yeah this is sick <laughs> again there's a time there's a time and a place um one that i really really can't stand mate is the youngling arc i can't stand it <laughs> you loved it when they got slaughtered it. didn't you in sith yeah because of this arc. i was like they had that coming didn't they <laughs> bunch of scumbags cool, the what's wrong with the oh it's so boring it's so boring so i just remember watching yeah. that and like right this is really this is really this is just boring it's boring <laughs> It's just simple, it's simplistic, and the characters, I didn't find them that likable. Not mm-hmm. all of them can speak basic, so there's only, like, there's even less of them that are speaking, like, English or whatever spoken language, and I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was drivel, mate. Just thought it was drivel. Just thought it was <laughs> drivel. But what and I did I like about that arc, mate, is, sorry to interject, even oh, though, because I'm with you, that arc is a bit, for me, is a bit lackluster. But it gives us the idea that the younglings have to go to Ilum to get their Kyber. So even even though the story, like the the overall message is like that's going cool. again. Full in order played with that. True. And, and I wish one of those young younglings had been in the beginning of the Bad Batch rather than Kanan. But um, I'm I'm with you on that one, mate. Or if one of the younglings was in um, Full in Order, like frozen in a block of ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Wookie. 
Yeah. Oh, he didn't get out now. Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't. He's stuck. He's like, oh, at least I've got something to eat now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. I can't think of like any that I really, really detest. You know, mm. that, that's the one I don't, and I don't want to labor the point too much, right? No, because there's not, bits, no. there's bits and bobs that I'm not a fan of. And there's bits and bobs in this series when I watched it that my mind drifts a little bit. It goes up and down. Like, that's yeah, it. like what you're doing on the camera now. It goes oh, up can't and see down. It. Waves. The, the whole series, the wave isn't it? After wave. Wave after wave. Wave after wave. That's it, mate. Um, it drinking gets, tea. Uh, I'm drinking tea at my R2 cup. Talking about droids, I'm drinking out of R2's hollowed out corpse. But um, no, mm, uh, yeah, if, every season has some naff episodes, and, and every season has some fantastic episodes. Some of the major moments of the Clone Wars, mate, are just pure filth. And they yes. generally are just the dirtiest stuff. I get, I've got written like <laughs> the return of Maul, the Mandalore yeah. arcs, which now I have a much more of a greater appreciation for the Night Sisters, the Umbara arc, where we find out that, you know, the, the clones are treated like rubbish by a lot of the generals, like Pong Krell, the Mortis arc, which I th- I'm pretty sure Colin Trevor, I wanted to use in his jewel of the fates. And I know lo- lo- Ryan J- Johnson was interested in the arc a lot. The Onderon arc, where we have uh, like the real side of real actual warfare in Star Wars, like real kind of war uh, in that arc. The Jedi Temple bombing, uh, the you know the the death of Satine, Yoda's visions. We oh. talking about Z- Zygerian slaves and how Anakin wants to slaughter all of them because obviously you know he's he, he is a person and his name is Annie, but he's also a slave. So we get some some of the major, and that's to, again, that's just some of them. It's a major, major moments in the Clone Wars, which are pivotal to the entire saga, mate. And you know, some of those moments, I you know, some of those moment arcs. I mean, I could pick loads for my favourite. I mean, I really, really dig the Umbara arc, which is yeah, Pong Krill. He's a naughty boy. Oh, yes. He's he's turned. And he wants he basically yeah. he wants to become Count Dooku's new apprentice, and he. He sets the clones up against each other in the fog of war. He has them shoot each other, which is, you know, what, the sort of thing you do in, in the kids' show. The Mortis arc, though, mate, um, obviously I, I want to hear some of what your favourite major moments or whatever, but just the Mortis arc, because the first time I watched that, I was also like, this is trippy. What on earth is going on here? What do you, what, mm. you, know, what do you think of that arc? Do you, uh, I mean, now then, you know, how, what do you think of that particular th- three or four series episode arc? It's a funny one, isn't it? Because, like you said, it is trippy. It's but bonkers. It, yeah, it is bonkers. But I think it is the the way I interpret it is that it doesn't happen literally. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not something that's physical. You're seeing like the vision of something that's spiritual. Yeah. That's how I interpret it. Yeah. And in that regard. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think it's absolutely outstanding. But does it, it does it belong in a kids show? I think that's a different conversation. More I'm not arc, sure. main episode. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I like it. I <laughs> really, yeah, I do. I, and I think there's room for that sort of conversation because it's not something that you can like justifiably chat and conclude about in mm-hmm. like five minutes you mm-hmm. know there's a yeah, lot yeah, in it but um the rebels uh, took it as well didn't they so it, yeah, it they did. kind of endured somewhat yeah yeah and rebels expands on 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 
Clone Wars in 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 a lot of ways, in a lot yeah. of ways, not just through themes, but in characters too, like Ahsoka, obviously, um, but yeah. others too. But um, yeah, I think I think Mortis is is a a, a bag of fun. That is a bag of fun, and I liked that Colin Trevorrow was looking into Mortis, yeah, for Jewel of the Fates, you know, and it, that was like a physical thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd have been interested to see how they did it because, like you said, it was it, it happened, but it didn't because at the end, obviously, the father's like, right, you need to forget the vision you just had, Anakin, about being Vader and everything. Yeah, and it is this kind of force realm that exists kind of almost like the world between world it's not it's it almost exists out of time and fate it is the manifestation Mm. of the force of the father son and the daughter which is a very interesting concept within itself and again i do think this lends for larger discussion but um i would have been interested to see how colin trevorrow you know adapted it or tried to realize it in live action with what we know about it already yeah we know well again we know we know they they can mix and match and change a few things here and there but mortis is I don't really know how much you can change that without completely, you know, undoing what they've already told. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think the only way you can bring it back into canon is by having new characters go through mm-hmm. a similar experience. Ray or and something. That could, again, that could be amazing. That could yeah. be a beautiful bit of Star Wars. Now, my boy, let's, let's move on to our like, favourite arc because i have a favorite one do you do you have a favorite arc i do have a favorite arc but i have to know yours first okay not because i think we've got the same one but you know i don't think they're going to be the same i don't don't, think they're going to be if they are i'll be shocked Uh, my my favorite arc is um i think it's like the epitome of clone wars in my opinion um it's the onderon arc well Okay, nice. Yeah, and, I, and I've one, mentioned that. Nice. I, I've mentioned that before. And the reason I think that, and it starts with an episode called A War on Two Fronts. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think it's a realistic representation of war. Exactly. You know, the, yeah. the, the separatists are occupying Onderon. Um, mm-hmm. We meet Saw Guerrera, who obviously is introduced later in Rogue One, um, played by Forrest Whitaker. Sounds completely different but anyway that's a conversation <laughs> for another time uh, but yeah we do we we seesaw um seesaw, seesaw. oh <laughs> yeah uh, naughty um <laughs> yeah i think it's realistic like with the occupation with the, a lot of the terminology mm-hmm. in it is realistic it feels like a war it feels like a war zone i, I think uh, you you begin to see ahsoka like doubting the Jedi in it. Like Ahsoka looks a bit funny at the Jedi council, like talking about Onderon because she's like, what are you talking about? Like, cause they're so political. They're playing political moves. They're saying, well, we can't get involved in this because they didn't sign allegiance to the Republic. Yeah. But what we can do is we'll send some Jedi there to train the rebels. And then they're like, oh, well, they're terrorists, aren't they? And they're like, no, they're rebels. Oh no, they're terrorists. They've got like complete disagreement on what to call them. Um, and I, again, I like that. It feels real world, worldy, but still packed of escapism. Again, very, very Star Wars. Um, Ahsoka's little mate, uh, Lux Bonteri. That's it. He shows up. Um, and obviously, he was in the Clone Wars earlier, wasn't he? Because he was originally part of like the separatist yep. movement. The Bonteri not- family, yeah. 
not like a not like an unreasonable separatist. He was almost like a reasonable separatist. Like he wanted to leave for the right reasons as opposed to the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I liked that. And he he emphasizes the point that well, he's fighting for the sovereignty of his planet, not the yeah. republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This he's not part of the Clone Wars. This is a separate battle. And again, Ahsoka is seeing that. Ahsoka is going okay. So that's interesting. There's two ways to look at it. You can see it in the face, in the animation. And that's something that I think kiddlywinks would maybe brush over, but adults can look at and go, wow, that's actually quite deep. You know, that's Mm -hmm. a really interesting little takeaway from it. Um, The city in it, I think, is called Isis. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love the interactions in that. In the city, I love the guerrilla warfare. I love that they kind of have like a Troy-like entrance into the city. Um I love everything about it. There's a king in there that's a puppet king, a puppet leader, and then yeah, it's yeah. like the real leader. Everything about it feels like a really well thought out story. And it feels just like war. It's, yep. and I, uh, I adore it. I really, really love these set of episodes. It's one of my favorite. It's the most, I think it is the most realistic depiction of like boots on the ground. And I don't use this word like lightly, but like dirty warfare. Because it right. is, like you say, the company, the, the 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 planet has become a. I believe it's become a separatist planet simply because the king or the leaders changed allegiance. So that is why it became a separatist planet. Uh, and the the republic can't get involved, but they, you know they can train up these the rebels, the Onderon rebels, who we know are led by Saw Guerrera. But then the major moment at the end of that is when Steeler Guerrera, Saw's sister, yeah, is so well, she's not killed per se but she dies in it uh ahsoka is trying to save her falling off a cliff ahsoka gets shot in the arm by a separatist gunship she obviously lets go of Steeler, who falls to her death and that is the catalyst for saw guerrera that's becoming right. an onderon rebel to becoming you know an onderon extremist rebel you know that yes that, and even further th- in every story that permeates and they, they've kept that throughout and um yeah that's what it's a very important arc and it's one i think which is overlooked because some of the ones we mentioned earlier on some of those other arcs are bigger in name they've got bigger moments they're flashier or they've got Mm. a bigger Mm. array of characters but for a more realistic or or i think you said more mature approach then you can't really go wrong or pass there's something there for everyone there's something there for everyone and i i i I love it and i can it's one of the arcs that i can just shove on and watch through in a day you know, mm. or an afternoon, you know, easily. It's one of those, and I can't do that with all the Clone Wars stuff. I can't even do that with a lot of Rebel stuff and a lot of the animation. With that, I can. And for that reason, I love it. Other uh, shout-outs to Maul, um, the more ruling, like, Mandalore arc, the Siege of Mandalore, and, and actually a lot of Season 7, Victory and Death, a lot of Season 7 I absolutely love. Now, Matty Boy, you were teasing me your little filth bag about That's your me. favorite arc. Let, what, what is it? I'm, I'm um, really intrigued. I, well, my friend, my favorite arc is the honorable mentions up top to a few of them. The siege of Mandalore honorable mention. Cause that I watched that and that is destructively good. That is so good. Like the fluidity of the fight in Phantom Apprentice with Ray Park and Lauren, Mary Kim Moreland, uh, Ahsoka is just, you know, unbelievably good animation. Uh, the bombing of the Jedi Temple, I think, is superb. That um, that particular arc, and there's so many more. But the one and, and Yoda's vision as well. But the one I wanted to mention is um, 
the Order 66 arc is my favourite arc of all of them. It, it starts in Season 6, mate. And That's right. Um, it's just in the background here, because I can't even... I, I rewatched this. Um, the I rewatched this over the weekend that's just gone. And I, I was... I, I knew this was my favourite, but I needed to kind of... Bust a word. I needed to almost justify to myself that, yeah, this is the best one, given uh, all of the other ones I've just mentioned. Is this one the best one? And I'm like, yeah, I rewatched it. It's great. In this one, you've got uh, Tup, one of the one of the clones. He kills a Jedi master uh, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me. It's either Tipley or Tipla. Um, he kills. There, there are... Um, oh, it's Tipla he kills. He kills Jedi Master Tipla and her sister Tipley <gasps> watches him do it, but... So something mm. in Tup has something's activated in Tup and he's losing his mind and he's become like he's fixated, he's hypnotized. Um, his 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 brother, you know, literally his literal clone brother, sorry, Fives, uh, goes with him to Camino for testing and reconditioning. He starts to think there's a cover up going on and he starts investigating what's happening. Now, what happened to Tup? Why did he just suddenly appear in this trance state and shoot a Jedi That's in it. the fa- face? That's um, it. So we find it as an inhibitor chip in his bon- in his brain. Uh, and he removes it from Tup, which kills him. And all all the while, the Kaminoans, like Nala say, are being very shady. The Chancellor Palpatine's taken an awfully close interest in this particular uh, turn of events. And at the same time, yeah. the Jedi are like, well, with this an inhibitor chip, we kind of, we want to study this as well. So there's a lot of political back and forward. You know, Chancellor says, I'll have it. And the Jedi say, yeah, of course, you can have it. Then on Kamino, they're like, yeah, it, it ain't going there. It's going via us first. Right. Uh, and then, you know, Fives is set up trying to ass- assassinate Chancellor Palpatine, he, who goes into hiding. Uh, and then the Jedi, Rex and Anakin, because they are the leaders of the 501st, of which Tup and Fives are part of. They don't, they, they find him, they don't particularly believe him, but Fives is the key to Order 66 almost being unveiled. And the, the kind of cat and mouse game throughout where we know his mission doesn't succeed, but it's how close he gets to uncovering order 66 palpatine's grand plan yes we see yes, almost like yes. a panic it's not really a panic for a second you see the panic in palpatine's eye but then he you know he, he comes around he gets it all sorted out um he uh, and it later comes into plan in season seven they they jump off on this arc as well where you know rex goes right. to shoot or so he's like fives five fives but um yeah this whole arc is i was watching i was like this is this is great great kind mm. of spy thriller investig- investigative star wars it's fantastic again the clones are front and center of this one we go uh, we we go to back to camino we find that we hear about the Django fett genotype the the og bit of dna and it's just such a lot of fun watching you know how this intricate plan of pout which is almost there we know we're nearly at the point where he's going to say those famous words infamous words but it almost unraveled and it's such a brilliantly well written and well performed arc so me my man has gone for order 66 which is the opening arc of season six order 66 i think it's it's mad mate how you know when you look at the skywalker saga in general and you look at the star wars fandom you know so many people adore this show and you realize how rightly so this show has so much to give to the star wars story yeah and you know for for a lot of people and a lot of the hardcores obviously know this but people i think in general forget that the clone wars were mentioned back in 1977 yep 
in the original Star Wars film in A New Hope. And just to hear that, and it's like a few lines, you hear it a few times between Luke, Ben Kenobi, and Leia. And it's this whole thing. It's this whole political event that affected the galaxy. And you're either Clone Wars, or you're even clones or droids. You're either separatists or Republic. And I don't know, it's it's interesting. It enriches Star Wars. And furthermore, I think that's what TV shows can do. I think TV shows can enrich the mythology of Star Wars. And they just help bolster the Skywalker saga. Yeah, if for... Back in the 70s, nobody thought the Clone Wars would ever become a seven-season, 133-episode animated series building off of one line by Obi-Wan Kenobi, a, se- a series where if you ask 100 different people, they'll give you 100 different theories, answers, and opinions on their favourite moments, characters, and arcs, all worse as well. But, mate, who would have thought this would all stem from from one line but i'm so glad they took that line mate and ran with it and gave us what we now know as the clone wars no my father didn't fight in the wars he was a navigator on a spice freighter that's what your uncle told you he didn't hold with your father's ideals thought he should have stayed here and not gotten involved you fought in the clone wars yes i was once a jedi knight the same as your father Let's see if we can't figure out what you are, my little friend. And where you come from. I saw part of the message. He w- I seem to have found it. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person. But my ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit... My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, author of Why We Love Star Wars, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Oh, my man, the Clone Wars. It's a thirsty uh, task talking about this massive animated series. So thankfully, we've pulled the, the Essex Falcon outside of our favorite dusty drink and hold the Bantina. I know it. You know it. We know it only means one thing. Shall we? Mate. Let's do it. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? 
<laughs> he's beefier than Pong Krell. That is beefiest when he opens up those saloon doors, Listen, my man. No one is beefier than Pong Krell. No one. <laughs> Pong Krell. I really, I'd love for them to mention that in like a, I know, the Mandalorian or, or in the Ahsoka show, and just try and say the words Pong Krell and make it sound serious. Hey, it isn't. It isn't happens in Pong Krell. Turned on the clones in that time. Nobody's selling that line. Nobody. Um, the Bantina. This is where we talk about Pong. Krell. Each week, for those who are new to the show or old, we sit down with the greatest listeners in the galaxy, which is all of you. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, we asked for your favourite Clone Wars episodes, arcs, or memories. What do you think about the Clone Wars, guys? Yeah, and we got some sweet answers, and to kick us off is Amy, aka Pilbertine, on Instagram with this cheeky voice message. Let's hear it. Hello, Star Wars Sessions listeners. Um, my name is Pilbertine. I've just got a few thoughts on Clone Wars for you all. So, um, start with the favourite arc. Um, I can't pick one, so it's either got to be Umbara or Bad Batch. Um, they're my favourites. A lot of clones. It's the main reason. Um, again, speaking of clones, one of my favourite episodes is the Deserter. It's the first time you see Cut, first time you see Kicks, first time you see Jesse. So you know, there's loads of good clones in there. Um, I can't pick one favourite character. So my top five would be Savage Press, Fives, Commander Wolf, Maul, and Asad Ventress. Um, main memories I have of watching the show is just a lot of pain and a lot of tears because it's such an emotional roller coaster ride so uh, yeah they're my thoughts on Clone Wars excellent excellent stuff there Amy um I, I agree for so many people like especially I love the way Amy can just recall the names like that yeah you know yeah. for me that's come like later on but for yeah. so many people who grew up with this show it is it's a personal thing isn't it yeah. and it is emotional there is there is a lot of like hardship I think for people seeing, growing up with that series and seeing them eventually turn to the bad guys yeah and I think that's the beauty of something like Bad Batch you know you see that there are there is an exception to the rule. There's always an exception to the rule. Um, elsewhere on Instagram, we got some great comments. Shazza Hammond said, love Clone Wars, but anyone has to admit no arc even compares to the Siege of Mandalore. Had me glued to my screen the whole time. One of the most perfect bits of Star Wars ever created. Absolutely love that. Twin Sons Collecting says, as an eight-year-old, I fell in love with the Jedi Council of the Phantom Menace. Loved that the visual dictionary gave them backstories and the alien designs were so cool. So cool. I loved seeing characters like <laughs> Pocoon, Eeth Koth, Adi Galia uh, in action in the Clone Wars, often getting a whole episode. So it wasn't always the Anakin and Obi-Wan show. That's a good shout. That's a really good shout. Yeah. And again, plays in with George saying that this is really like a footnote um anyway goes on to say episodes like lair of grievous cloak of darkness stood out in the first season then landing at point rain of season two really kicked it up a gear that's fantastic there twins um artwork paradox says my favorite memory is watching the dynamic between ahsoka anakin and obi-wan as a child and my favorite arcs are the siege of mandalore as well as the umbara arc and maul's mandalore takeover great shouts there guys 
Yeah, that's Siege of Mandalore, mate. People seem to uh, quite like that one, the final arc of the entire season, which is bonkers. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can't really blame them for that. So, yeah, nice one, everybody out there. We also have another voice message. We call her the Queen. We all know her as the Queen. It's from Jin Erso. So let's hear what she has to say. Hi Matt, hi Luke, Jin Erso here, just dropping you a quick voice message. Um, in relation to the Clone Wars, could not let this one go by without mentioning my blue boy, Cad Bane, as a favourite character, of course. Um, and the episodes for me that really stand out would be Friends and Enemies, The Box and Crisis on Naboo. Absolutely adore those episodes. Uh, notable mention also to the Night Sisters Brother Arc and Revenge, the culmination of those uh, stories, is an absolute classic for me. Anyway, may the force be with you. Thanks a lot. A blue boy, Cad Bane. Uh, yeah, nice one, Jin. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, uh, The Box is a great, great episode. Um, it, it, we, as we said just now, you ask so many different people, they'll give you so many different answers. Nobody's mentioned mm. the box. The box is a great episode where Cad Bane has to go undercover, I believe, has to get out. There is so many moments of Cad Bane in general, just in this, which I wanted to mention. But alas, this would turn into a Cad Bane series episode. So nice one, Jin. Thank you very much for that. On Twitter, we had uh, the, the Tank Jimmy Adams. Yeah, he sent us a picture of Cutler Quain and his uh, new family, his Twi'lek family. And he said, this <laughs> yeah. arc was when I knew Clone Wars was going to be much deeper than it originally seemed to be. Clones struggling with right and wrong, love and Luke's favourite family. Yes, Luke's favourite family. Um, Sticky Pop, Stuart Howe said, not really what you're after. It is, but watching Clone Wars made me see the prequels in a different light, including Anakin's fall to the dark side. Makes it all more convincing as a whole. And I love the prequels more than ever, which is kind of what we mentioned in the main show. Um, Will Krasalk said the Geonosis arc was his favourite. Great action in the first episode. Luminara is the poster child for everything wrong with them in the second. She's not, she doesn't try to help Barris, he says. And Anakin torturing Poggle is a perfect way to build his fall to the dark side. He cares too much. That's how you do it. He cares too much. Uh, you guys would say favourite character is Tara Sanubi. He is awesome. He, I hope he survived Orbiter 66 so he could pop up again. Most memorable parts of the Clovis episodes. Can we start calling Anakin's relationship with Padme what it really is? Serially abusive. Yeah, Anakin ain't happy when Rush is about. He's, uh, he doesn't want to talk things out. Uh, Skull Wars, <laughs> obviously Siege of Mandalore, Goat's Ark, and finally James Matthews. He's actually only on season four so far, but he's saying his favourite is season two, episode 11, when Ahsoka loses her lightsaber and has to find it with a sleepy Terra Sanubi. I know it's filler, but I love it. Um, Terra Sanubi is getting a lot of love, that kind of snoozy, sleepy old man. Um, he also loves the Padawan Lost arc and a friend in need as well. So there are so many of you sent us uh, questions Sorry, questions and answers to our questions. And it covered so many series. It wasn't just, yeah, we heard Season Mandalore an awful lot, but it wasn't just, oh, you know, Season 7 is the best. It covered mm. every, we got answers from every season, even the, you know, somehow strangely offed, maybe unfairly, maybe not maligned Season 1. Every season was represented by all of your answers. So for those who did send those in, thank you very, very much. And then, like you said, I, that's a great point. Because 
people have so many different favorites. I think there are the odd one or two that pop up over and over. But generally, yeah. we got some really obscure answers. Like my boy Leo Brito, he said the Citadel arc. I was like, what was that? That's filthy. <laughs> I, yeah. I had to Google it and be like, oh, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, there Tolkien. is so there's so much there really is so much I would honestly man after this show go on to our socials whether it's Instagram or Twitter and look up people's comments because we've yep. got plenty more comments here and have a go at watching some of those because there's a lot that it's, it's an absolute gold mine and it's you can watch them in isolation mine. as well I mean I, I rewatched. I watched a couple over the weekend I knew that all of 66 was my, was my arc but I thought I'd watch Siege of Mandalore and I watched the Jedi Temple bombing um, I can't remember what it's called now but the wrong Jedi mm. I think the arc is called and even yeah. in isolation I was like this is great this is just great storytelling and Star yeah. Wars and, and because we know where it leads into it's filth man so it's so yeah. much good stuff absolutely mate absolutely there is so much to love yes and uh like i said we wanted to get your thoughts overall we know we think we know people like the clone wars we weren't sure how many of you knew the clone wars so uh instagram we put it to you for the poll luke give me those results give me the results live right instagram poll 74 percent loved it loved it love it love it 15 percent <laughs> liked it eight percent thought it was fine or it's as fine. matty boy says fine it's fine uh three percent were not fans of the show that is a big that's quite a landslide isn't it that is quite the landslide so impressive most impressive, most impressive. that is a swing like luke Bly said go check out our socials we'll give all those links at the end of the show but if you want to get some inspiration if you're new to the clone wars and don't want to watch check out some of the answers on our socials go check those out but of course come back and tell us what you thought of the clone wars thank you everyone for sending in those messages if we didn't get around to yours this week please do keep sending them in and we'll do everything we can to get you on a future edition of the bantina for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you know it's gonna be so good best podcast best podcast best podcast that's right is the spiciest part of the Bantuda. uh and to kick us off this week and to finish us off this week is our boy Sean Hudson. Sean Um This is, I believe, our leftover March question. <laughs> we weren't able to get to last week. Uh, he asked this. Oi, oi, muk savaloys. I like that. Nice little change up on that classic. Um, what's your favorite arc in Rebels? Oh, Keeping it relevant, keeping it relevant. He says, keep it spicy, lots of love, big HUD. P.S. Somehow Greedo returned. Oh. McClunky. Oh. <laughs> Air. <laughs> oh, man. What a question, eh? Favourite arc in Rebels? Gone. Um, I'm going to go for... Oh, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a cheat, but it, it, pretty much from the moment... From, from the episode where they have to rescue... Again, spoilers for Rebels have been out long enough. From the moment where Hera gets captured by Thrawn, they have to rescue her and Kanan dies. From then on, it is superb. I mean, the whole of season four, I think, is some of the best Star Wars there is. Um, so I really like pretty much all of season four and, and the final few episodes where they tie it all up. Uh, the Twilight of the Apprentice arc, where they send the Ahsoka, mm-hmm. Ezra, Kanan to uh, Malakor. 
I always, yeah. I always think, am I saying that right? I think, and, and Maul's there, and then they get that big boy Vader comes down like an absolute G on top of his TIE fighter. Mad. It Mad. Is, I remember seeing that the first time. I was like, this, you're never going to, I will never be that cool. And no matter what I do, I'll never be that cool seeing Daddy come down like that. And of course, Ahsoka versus <laughs> Vader. And a lot of mine is, you know, and also the finale of season one, where we kind of wrap up the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor story. I find of Rebels that whilst I like the arcs, I actually generally, because it's shorter and tighter and more conse- condensed than the Clone Wars, I find I like a lot more individual episodes as well, or I can watch maybe they're arcs but I can kind of like I can like there's like a six or seven or eight episode stretch which I like i.e. The, the the majority of season four I just love pretty much all of that I rewatched Rebels again a couple of weeks months ago whatever and it's just great it's superb some of season three gets really good as well when they're on uh, At- Atalan and Bendu's involved so it's almost yeah, it's guess. really hard to pick it out man what, what about you man favourite arcs or got a second it's yeah it's funny because the arcs aren't really as prevalent in rebels than they are in clone wars because it is one linear story in theory right in theory there is some stuff that is quote-unquote filler in places or not necessarily vital for the stories of say ezra bridger but ezra Ezra bridger (laughs) uh no no i really like the lothal um, arc where mm. there's like the battle for Lothal. I love that. I love the Mandalorian stuff. Uh, Heroes of Mandalore, excellent. Love that. Mm. Uh, again, it's 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 actually mad how much Mandalorian lore just comes from animation. Yeah. And now we're getting it in live action, and we're seeing these iterations of characters and of places, things in live action. I mean, maybe we saw we saw Mandalore. Getting bombed in the Book of Boba Fett, Sundari get destroyed. Do you know what I mean? Like that's mental. It's the, it's the and power this of all, the storytelling of these series. Exactly. This all comes from Clone Wars and Rebels, and you have to you have to look at that. And and yeah, it, it is lovely. I can't help but think of Twin Suns though. That that episode, man. He loves it. That episode, I can't get past. I can't get past that episode. I adore it. I adore it. And really, I think, but again, because of the arc thing, because of the linear story, what the one of the reasons why I think I prefer Rebels to Clone Wars is because it does feel more like a family, like Ezra with the Ghost yeah. Crew, with Kanan, with Sabine, with Chopper. Even I have just such fond memories of like. In kind of 2014, 2015, 2016, driving up to Birmingham, seeing my missus, driving back, listening to Star Wars podcasts on the way, talking about Star Wars and getting home late. Like, and I would lay in my bed, uh, like, after unpacking and stuff, getting ready, getting ready for work the next day. Mm. And uh, to settle down, I'd watch an episode or two of Star Wars Rebels in my room. And that feels just. It has like a really fluffy, cozy feeling, and that's what kids feel like. They'll probably watch Clone Wars, like coming back from school, maybe having like a hot chocolate or something in a biscuit, and mm-hmm. and not not those crazy biscuits you get with fried chicken in America, like proper biscuits, <laughs> like a chocolate pickies, digestive yeah. or something, or a hobnob, and uh, and a hobnob. Like watching it after school. I think that's just a magical feeling, a magical feeling, and these shows just just really, really fill that kind of void right so 
I'm going to say Rebels in general. <laughs> if that ain't cheating, I don't know what is. The whole four-season arc. Um, yeah. I, I don't know about you, mate, and uh, I'll put you on a spot, mate, but talking about the Clone Wars, we talk about things like Mortis or even just the characters in that in the Clone Wars, like, like certain characters, and then like you mentioned Rebels, Twin Sons, Lothal in general. There is, mm. I mean, we, we, we've done animated on this show here and there, and it's not because we don't like it, it's because, mm. you know, it, it, there's so much Star Wars. But, I mean, I thought it's only doing literally in the last hour and 20 odd minutes have I thought there is so much to mine here, which is like you could speak about for 45, 50 minutes. Yes. It, whether it's a character, a moment, uh, a, a, the journey of life. Oh, man, the animation has given us some of the most intriguing stuff. Uh, and, it can, and I'm sure it will continue to do so going forward as well. When I look back at... Clone Wars and Rebels, and you, you, you realize how much there is. You're spot on. And this episode only like re-emphasizes that. And I've seen all of it, but I don't re-watch it as much as other stuff, but maybe I should. And mm-hmm. especially because I, I was watching an episode, and I was like, oh, wow, that was 20 minutes. Gone yeah. like that. You know, uh, yeah. I, can, I can watch this while I'm doing the washing up, maybe. You can watch an arc <laughs> you know, in an hour, like almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they serve a great purpose in the Star Wars lore. Yeah, I want to talk more animation. I've got the bug, man. Come on. Um, well, that is our Patreon section for this uh, this week. Uh, for our patrons out there, you know, you can if you join at the three dollar pit tier, you can ask us a question, which we will answer on the show. That is now live on the Patreon page. Luke, where is our Patreon page? patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions i was just about to take a drink there did you see that and <laughs> you flip in you're like go on, throw it over like, really nice oh. really nice sort of like bit of table tennis here you know i'll say you say and he was just about to have a swig of his h2o and uh yeah yeah i uh, interrupted it so well done mate well done if if i had to describe clone wars rebels in like two words two words i'd, I'd need i'd need help to describe it you know i need help anyway but like i'd need help to describe it send, i don't know send a can beacon through of... the force send up send thoughts through the force and maybe we can find him all right uh, uh, so thank you danny boy thank you dandelorian mate yeah get those patrons get those questions in we'll be back again next time next week in the bantina barman sorry about the mess clean it up son We are going to be back, sorry for you, but thankfully for all of you guys, next week here in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! game yes each and every week here on star wars sessions we end with a star wars themed game we alternate hosts it's my turn this week luke would you like to know what you are doing this week of course i would mate bring it on give me the filth come on spoil me here we go well we're talking clone wars you know i i know you like the clone wars you talk about it we've just done an episode about it i want to talk more about animation but first, I want to test your knowledge about the Clone Wars. I've got a few. Oh, qu- no. I've got some Clone Wars questions for you, mate. Oh, a quiz no. for you. No, we'll see no. what you know about it. You look oh, confident. No. Are you he's joking? Got his, he's got his hands over his face. He looks. Are confident. you winding me up? No, we've got a Clone Wars quiz, mate. 
Right. Come on. Come on. Let's crack I think, on. Let's do I think it. you'll do well. To be honest, I haven't actually vetted all of these questions, but I know there's some in there so that which I can actually um <laughs> ask ask and you will get. So first question, okay. mate, should we, should we kick off and right, hit the music? Let's go. Yeah, I can do this. Come on, let's right. do it. Let's do it. Do it. Right. Do it. This do one it. this was multiple choice. Multiple choice. All right. Why did Anakin Skywalker call Ahsoka Tano snips? Because she was uh, actually no, I'm not going to give you uh, multiple choice for that because it gives it away. <laughs> I'm going to be mean. What? Because it, 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 it's from a kid's comic, so the, the answer's obvious. So why did Anakin Skywalker call Ahsoka Tano snips? What was the reasoning behind that? Because she has two lightsabers and she snips them like scissors. <laughs> snip, 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 snip. I don't know. Is I actually answer? do not. Um, yeah, I think so. Or is it to do with her Leku? Something, something. <laughs> Leku Montreal. Oh, God, which one is it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, Call Jamie Stangroom. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go with one of those. Please. I've locked it in. It's incorrect, unfortunately, my friend. Yeah. The answer uh, is because uh, because she had a snippy attitude. Exactly, and I believe that is verbatim what he says in that he goes, you know, some, something about your, with your snippy attitude. Because she calls him Sky Guy. What do you call a kid? He's like coming at me with that snippy attitude. And it reminds right. us why we all thought the Clone Wars was destined to fail quite early. But thankfully, right. it didn't. Um, okay. Right. Let's, uh, let's go on with one we've spoken about very recently. In fact, who created the Dark, dark Saber? Who created it? Who created the Dark Saber? Oh, um, Tor Vizsla? Uh, I'm going to give you that. It's Tar Vizsla. Tar Vizsla. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's, you, you, you knew the answer. Uh, 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 so. It was the pronunciation. It was an A with a line over it. That's it. Tar. That would do Tor, Tar, yeah. Tarry. Tar. Tar Vizsla. There we go. Right. This one is multiple choice now because I'm on a different website. So you're ready okay. for this one, mate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Here we go. This one's... Oh, man. This is... Okay. Okay, a lo- okay, this is a really weird... The way it's written is really odd. Um, alongside yeah. Clone Trooper 5s, I became an ARC Trooper at the end of ARC Troopers. Who am I? Heavy, cut-up, droid bait, or echo? Basically, which clone became an ARC Trooper at the end of the ARC Troopers episode? Heavy, uh, echo, cut-up, echo. echo. You sure? I think so. Uh, yes, it was echo, my man, Yes. Echo and Fives were promoted to ARC Trooper status at the end of that one. Aye. Aye. Here we go. Um, Next one. Who was the voice actor for Embo in the Clone Wars? Oh, um, for Embo. Embo, the bounty hunter. Yeah, I remember. I remember that guy. Um, It wasn't in Dave Filoni. You want to put that one in? Yeah. Yes, it was Dave Filoni. Oh, yes, my yes, man. Yes, boy. Come three on. out of four, mate. So you're crushing. You know your Clone Wars, boy. How about this oh, one, maybe. then? I know more than I thought. You do. What is the name Premature, of the planet probably. that King Katunko lived on? What is the name of the planet that King Katunko lived on? King Katunko. Is that in? That would be... You could be died on it as well. <laughs> that would be a shambles if... Isn't that in the arc that I named? <laughs> I can't tell you if it was actually. I was about to is, say. Uh, I'm thinking, is it them or is it the Watto species, the Toydarians? 
or is it someone else? It's either Toydaria or Onderon. King Katunko. I'll go with... I'm going to say Onderon. I don't think it's that. Because I don't remember the name of the kings in, in, in that series, even though, I na- even though I named that as my favourite arc. <laughs> um, I'll go with Onderon. I'll go with that. You should have stuck with your gut... F- one of your other gut feelings. It is Toydaria. You're it joking. is the Watto species. King Katunko was a the, th- the king of Toydaria, and Savadro Press killed him. Oh, man... Nearly though, mate. Nearly though. I overthought that. Like, I overthought that. You're right. Yes, gut sometimes. Yeah. You, yeah. You, but right. you said Go it on. though. You were halfway there. Um, okay. During the... This is the... In the Mortis arc. So in the Mortis episode, which of the following characters is in charge of the ship that Anakin is supposed to meet up with? So in the, which of the following characters is in charge of the ship in the Mortis arc that Anakin's supposed to meet up with? General Maydeen, Commander Cody... Captain T or Captain Rex? Uh, wh- what were the first two? Uh, General Maydeen, Commander Cody, Captain T and Captain Rex. Uh, Rex, I'm sure of it. Of course, it's Captain Rex. Yes, they yeah, were supposed okay. to meet up with Anakin's ship, but something went weird and they failed to meet up is the actual right. answer. So what did that meant to mean? Okay, in the episode Counter-Attack... What is the name of the prison the Jedi attempt to escape? Oh. Am I freestyling? Yeah. Um, there, there are no, there um, are no mobile the choices big, here. The big boy prison. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, can, I can picture it like the prison, but I, I couldn't tell you the name. Is it is it named after a place or a planet like Coruscant Prison? <laughs> um, no, no, I don't think so. No, 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 it's not. In fact, I can tell you that. Who's escaping from it again? Uh, the Jedi. No, what I'm is the name of the prison? The Jedi attempt uh, to escape. It, it, was, no. it was created to contain Jedi who lose their way. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass on that, mate. You want to know what the the, the name of the prison is? Yeah, relieve me. (laughs) Yeah, the the name of the prison (laughs) is the Citadel. That's right. Yeah, the Citadel. And that's what Leo mentioned. That's what Leo mentioned, Daddy. Yes, Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. And now I'm connecting the dots. Right, the final one, mate, for you in the Clone Wars Obscure Quiz, which has taken place over multiple websites, is who (laughs) is Shahan Alama? Who is Shahan Alama? What what do they do? You're freelance. You're free. St- I'm freestyling this again. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. It's who, not. Who is who is Shahan Alama? Shahan Alama. Yeah, it's not. It's not necessarily a biography, but you know what is their uh, what is their standing in the galaxy? You know what are they? Are doing? they one of those? Are they one of those like um, neutral aliens that don't have any allegiance to anything? Like they they are non-violent they're pacifists is it one of those guys like the little monkey things oh those geezers the Irish monkey 
Yeah, that's it. You're <laughs> a monkey. You're yeah, all, you're, oh, you know. Like, you get out of my planet. Get off my planet to bring in war. Get here. off my planet. It's you really know. bad. Um, is that your answer? An We're Irish peaceful. Monkey? We're peaceful. We're neutral. We're neutral. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, well, it's yeah, fine. A, it's fine. Bring me a Guinness and it'll still be fine. Uh, is that your answer, the Irish monkey? I, well, it's not that because of the way you answer. But go on, put me out of my misery, mate. <laughs> Shahan Alama is a bounty hunter. Is they, it? They are. They're about, they, uh, Shahan was recru- uh, was recruited by Cad Bane to seize Shahan. control of the Senate building alongside Robo Nino, so like a Brazilian footballer, Aura Singh and Helios 3D. Oh, I know the guy. Now I've seen him. Uh, I don't I've recognize. just Googled him. I haven't actually looked. Yeah. What do they look like? He's a weak way. Weak way back to with like a red beret. <laughs> red beret. <laughs> it's not. Uh, oh, yeah, That's what it looks it. like. Yeah. Or is okay. it like a like a, just a cloth? Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't think I would have got that. I wouldn't have got that. But I he's a weak way. So, or as we say in the UK, a wiki. I know. I always thought it was a wiki. I always thought it was a wiki. Because of the way it's written. Well, we we, so, we, we, go. We, we claim, we saw, we conquered. No? I like that. that we'll have work. that. We Irish conquered. Monkey. <laughs> yeah. I like we that. We conquered, yeah. We should, we tweet, should, we, should we Instagram and tweet that? We quay. We, we, we claim. <laughs> yeah. We, I wonder if anyone will get it, yeah. We claim. We quake. We quanked. We quanked. We We <laughs> you can do with the pronunciation and spelling of that one. All right, then. And, and the associated GIF or something that goes with it. Good luck. Yeah, that. all right. Um, well, for those who are listening in the future, this one is this has already happened. Um, I think you've got, yeah. I didn't actually count that. I think you've got about four out of eight, five out of eight there. So that ain't a bad effort considering they weren't particularly normal questions as well. No, none of it's normal, Matt. None mate, of it is normal. Mate, We're talking you're... about an animated show about some wars that was mentioned in a f- science fantasy film in 1977. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? None of this is normal, and in, but in, we love it. We pure, love it. In pure Star Wars, where they took that line and they made a seven-season series out of it, out of one line. They they made an entire film out of one line in a cruel. So that's why we love Star Wars, mate. So uh, you almost got King Katunko, but I'm going to say that was a pretty decent effort. And that is that for the game. Yeah this week my friend and that is also that for episode 156 of star wars sessions 156 we finally got around to doing some clone wars we got there i'm pretty sure this won't be the last of it now because i've got the lust to talk some clone wars now however that is that for this episode of star wars sessions to fund us and end there no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master blywalker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok too. Uh, just search social, just search Star Wars search Sessions. Social media. <laughs> just search social media. No, search Star Wars <laughs> Sessions and you'll find us. Uh, drop us a voice note. We love voice notes or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Wow. <laughs> I. This isn't the outro. You this claim. is not the outro you're looking for. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Uh, for as little as $2 a month, you can get loads of bonus juicy, real juicy content. Three extra shows, mate. Three extra, extra shows plus plus commentaries. Ridiculous. Come on. Ridiculous. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. 
Yeah, boy. Last week, uh, Luke had last month. Luke had his brother and Glover on. I had the best spin bulletin on. We spoke on the podcast about so much good stuff. You guys are missing out. Check it out. However, if you want to support our show for free, you can do by leaving us a five star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, which now includes Spotify. Five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another fabulous way to hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest Weequay, Weequay, tell your cousin. The more the merrier. The castle's spicier. Uh, we we made it. Tell you the Weequay. Tell him that we cut the Queen. We cut the saw. We cut the Conquered. Cut the queen. I don't know. Whatever. Tell him this is a podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me and our bad jokes, see ya. And from Luke, may the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Ah, tick, tick, ah yeah. Queewee. <laughs> so. Queewee. Essex-based podcast heroes... You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Tell that to Kanja Club.